This is a Hoff Studios podcast. Hi, everybody. This is Daniela Rabani, the host of the Mom Curious podcast. Um, that's what you're listening to, just for for the record. That's 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 what we're doing here. I'm really glad you're here because <laughs> I'm really gl- glad you're here because I have Melissa Rosenfield. She's here with me. She's my dear friend. I want to shout out uh, the Tel Aviv Institute for just one second because that's actually how I know you, Melissa. It is. And then weirdly, the universe has we've been circling each other. Oh, what's so strange is that like w- we could have met in a million different ways, but we actually met through the most profound portal ever. 100%. Thanks to Chen Mazig. Um, yes. The Tel Aviv Institute um, brought together um, uh, content creators, change makers for a beautiful trip to Israel this year. And um, that's when I met you, Melissa. And um, I have an, a couple of episodes on my trips to Israel. And of course, the parenting circle um, or the parent circle, which was a, really profound um organization that came to speak at that event but either way i just wanted to give a big shout out to chen mazik who uh, curates these conferences and who puts together people who care activists and um and we've made lifelong friends uh one of of these um deep lifelong friendships i'm pretty sure is between me and you melissa 100 percent and it's weird because we were in rooms together, like at oh, yeah? least. Oh, yeah. You told me once. Yeah, uh, we've we were, been in rooms a bunch of times. I just, and for some reason, we were like two little atoms circling each other. We did. We like um, in we the were mom talking, influencer world. Yeah, in the mom influencer. Oh, yeah. the mom influencers. The mom influencer I have a, world. I have a, uh, some, some icky feelings about that word and that. Yeah. And that idea. There's a lot. Um, yes. Especially as a person with a mom podcast i feel like i'm actually like almost the opposite yeah or the alchemist of the yeah mom mom fluence first uh yeah i i like have no interest in selling anyone anything except for ideas and i agree consciousness but um anyway we have yeah been in those circles and there was one time where i was like nice to meet you melissa and you were like we've met Probably, this is the- which is funny because I feel like that's me all the time. Literally, I was walking into. But a- you're like that. You remember people. That's I usually sort of, do. That's a, a huge gift of yours. A hundred percent. And I was walking into a intimate at a girlfriend's house a few weekends ago, like a happy hour. She just invited the girls over. It was like twenty five of us, and the person walks up behind me and was like, "Oh, is this? Really- oh, it's so good to see you." I'm like, "Have we met?" And she's like, "We were just in L. A. together like a month ago." I'm like, uh- "Oh." But oh that's the first God. time. Yeah, it's a terrible feeling. It's a terrible and it happens feeling. to me all the time because I'm actually the opposite of you. Like I have these like really resonant moments with people and then completely forget. Well, it's just I, I don't think I remember people's faces well. I, I think I remember the moments well, but not the do you know what I I'm mean? Laughing I, I, because it's there a was really a time weird when I was, experience. No, it is. There was a time when I was like convinced I had face amnesia, and everybody who knows me is like, that is absolutely not what you have. It's like one rare person in you know, a million that you forget people. And I'm like, I know, but it's always that moment where they're like, of course we've met before. We had dinner. There were only three of us at the table. And I'm like, ah, I know it's a terrible, it's a terrible, terrible feeling. feeling. Um, but, but it sort of does, it does, it does also harken back to your sort of boss babe um, vibe. <laughs> it's a real that. thing. You're, I'm like, it's great to meet you. We've met. It's like, 
you are so embodied, so confident, so like, oh, juicy. (laughs) And I want to talk about that because I think that you really do embody that in everything that you do. Like you are a leader, you are um, a vibe maker. And I, if we can like, um, Define that, by the way. I would. I think the audience would would love I to hear. I first want to go back and say I've never been called juicy, and I love it. You're juicy. Oh I yeah. Oh yeah. I'm gonna add that to my wiki bio. No, I'm mm-hmm. just kidding. Your um, wiki feet bio. My wiki. Yeah. Everybody's talking about free feet. I'm like, mine are up there. What are you gonna do? At least they have a good rating. Um. So vibe. It's interesting. Like when. So let's go back. But like this idea of vibe and creating vibe and everything. You know. 12 years ago, 13 years ago, that wasn't part of the lexicon the way it is today. Think about it. Influencers weren't part of the lexicon the way they are today. Mm-hmm. You know, so it was very different. So it was kind of like this radical idea. I got this job description. I moved to the Caribbean. It was Which was what? The director of Vibe. So no, oh. it didn't have a title. It was like on-island communications expert with the Viceroy Hotel Group. And it was a consulting thing. And I was living with my two best guy friends in LA and had just left what I thought was a dream job, which ended up being, I always say, the worst sorority I could ever joined. I'm not going to name the company, but it was like, you know, when you meet your your heroes and then mm-hmm. they, that was it. Mm-hmm. I literally went to the brand that I was like, this is it. And then I was like, get me out of here. Right. This is not it. This is not it. And so I went back to New York and I was like, maybe I'll move back to New York. And then... I got this call and it was like, hey, do you want to, they're looking for an on-site publicist in the Caribbean. Can you meet with them? And I met with Brad Corson and um, he's married to Kelly Worsler. And they're obviously like huge names in the hospitality world. And Kelly is huge in design. I think she was just in like, she just had like a full page feature in like the journal or something a few weeks ago. And And here you are at Mom Curious. And here I am at Mom Curious. But (laughs) it was, you know, they like sent me this job description. I'm sitting with my two best guy friends. I'm like, what should I do? Freaking out. I've told this story before. And Johnny looks at me and he's like, listen, in the words of the great Robert Evans, everybody loves a comeback. And I was like, but what does that mean? He's like, no one's going to forget you. If they do, when you come back, it'll be great. Like, just go try this. And Mm -hmm. so I packed up and moved to the Caribbean for six months. What I thought was going to be six months, it ended up being on and off for five and a half years. Oh, wow. But when I got there, they didn't really have like a job per se. Like they didn't know what this person was going to do. They kind of had a couple of ideas. And so the original job description was like, make sure the lighting around the property is cool. Make sure there are cool brands and partnerships in the boutique. You know, what other programming can we do? And so you're handed this thing and you're like on an island and it was hugely transformational. I always talk it was really like one of the tipping points in my career and my life to like uproot yourself from your home Mm. and then go live somewhere you've never been doing a job that you don't really know what it is and figuring it out. Um, But it was hugely empowering and it was really some of, I like look back on it and think about how in the moment, I would be crying in stairwells. I'd be like sweating. Like I remember somebody was like, your skirt's really short. And I was like, I got fat. Like, <laughs> I gained a lot of weight that first, you know, I was living on room service. Delicious. Uh, and it was delicious. Lots and lots of chicken fingers. Mm. But it was like really transformational. And so ultimately in this role, it was becoming the director of Vibe. And I have this email from my dad. And I'm like, dad, they're like asking me to do all this stuff. And it's not really what I thought, but they told me I'm in charge of the vibe. I guess that makes me the director of vibe. My dad was like, I love that director of vibe. And it was about and has become because now other brands use it and other hotel groups have started to create these walls of it. Um, And really, it was like 
making these experiences that are like these fleeting moments, mm. but also creating huge memories. And so you've taken that to other companies yep. and brands and even in your own life. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think anyone who knows me will say that there's, you know, it's interesting. Like there's, I've been told I have a childlike personality. I've been told I have a Peter Pan complex too. But, um, but anyone who knows me always kind of jokes about it's so wild because like to put parameters around something that is so creative and like out there is really challenging. Astrologically, I have like Sagittarius and five <laughs> houses. So the running joke is it's a miracle. You're wandering. You're not wandering the desert after Coachella and you have a business and a family. You do hold it down. Yeah. You really do. I mean, I try. But that's, I think, also why creating this kind of role and going to other brands and doing it and kind of teaching other people. And, you know, now we also do I have a full Marcoms agency, but we get to do a lot of this fun stuff. Not necessarily in the same capacity, but I think the world's changed a lot. So it's not, things are much more uniform, right? Because everybody saw a formula that worked and then was like, we can do that. Mm -hmm. And that's, so, you know, it's a little bit of figuring out what the next thing is going to be, what the next vibe is going to be. Mm. But then I became a mom, so I guess... <laughs> There's that. Yeah. I mean, you came, you became a mom to a human and you had already been a mother to this business that you yeah. created. So after that, um, those five years at the hotel, you launched your own yeah, endeavor. Was, yeah. And I, I always say, you know, the thing everybody tells you is to like go for what you want. And I think it's the opposite. you got to go for what you don't want. If you are like, it's time to go, I need a refresh. Like, I think it's perfectly healthy to run away from the things that aren't working and mm -hmm. run and you will fall into the hands of the things that are meant to work, mm. if that makes sense. And it's not like so deeply philosophical. It's just I knew I liked being a bit of an independent person and getting to be creative. And I liked coming in with the ideas. Um, yeah. And and yeah, I launched this business and like what's it called? IFP Communications. Mm -hmm. And I would have never um, if you'd asked me you know, years ago, I would have told you it was just me as a consultant. Like, I'm happy doing that. Now I have a full team and people on both coasts and, you know, big clients. And it's, yeah, you like birth this child that's a business. And it's crazy. Yeah, you're doing a great job at it. I and what I appreciate that. is that you seem to be having a lot of fun as a mom, as a business owner with like quite a lot of responsibility on your plate, but you're still like, making sure that you like if if you're watching this on youtube you're appreciating less's outfit my <laughs> pink bottle and that you like made time for the conference in israel that you made time for this you make time and i, I want to tease that apart for uh, for a little bit i know that you you also say that you're not a mom first yeah so I that's i mean i think the first thing is like when i found out i was pregnant i was literally like what does it was like it was a surprise oh really it was a total surprise did you want to be a mother um, I think it was like one of those in the future down the road situations. And, you know, they're they're I I mean, like, truthfully, I was on birth control when I got pregnant. Wow. That's like really the Heads story. up. Yeah. Right? Uh, as I always what say, what brand? Exactly. Well, you know, it's only 98 percent effective, guys. And so. also when, when people want to get here, they get With here. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. It's really good math, by the way. I know. <laughs> Go on. So I. You know, I think at like at some point, I think everybody's kind of like, but I was never like married to any of those deals. I'm not I'm married to like 
being married. I'm not married. You're not to actually married. We're not actually to anything. married. No, no, <laughs> no. Um, but that's the thing. Like the, the, those to me are not like I never lived my life off of those markers that everybody else was like, going to go to college, going to find a partner, going to get like that never really interests me because I think I do believe that things happen when they're supposed to happen. And so I say I'm not a mom first because I really had like trouble grappling with like, what does this mean for my brand? I'm the cool girl. I can't be the cool girl and pregnant. This Were you is so professional? Crazy. Are you professionally the cool girl? I don't think so. But people do say that, which I think is hugely flattering and also a little bit of the ick because I'm like, what does that mean? I mean, you are wearing bright pink <laughs> Prada platforms. Yeah, they're very I cool. Know. It's still summer in New York for at least three more days. Um, but it was, you know, it was like definitely a little bit of an identity moment. And then it's a real question. Like, how do I stay relevant? How do I stay cool? How do I stay fun? How do I stay me? As a mom. Because I mean, I think that I think that's but you're worth relevant, underscore. Cool and fun. Uh, well, thanks. And you have two. <laughs> I do. <laughs> and a dog, by the way, which is a whole, I, yeah. I always say it, but I think it's worth underlining and underscoring, which is like, it is a real question. It's a worthwhile question. It's not a silly question. How do I, will I, et yep. cetera? Because I think the general public sees mothers as boring or unattractive or complaining or tired yeah. or, uh, or it's just, it's your new job. That's your new it's title. Your new job. Your it's your new title. And you, you've sort of you didn't launch a, a podcast that says mom in huge letters, did no, you? No, I didn't. But I do always say my son is the greatest brand extension. He's known as this vibe baby. Mm. Everybody's telling me he needs to be this vibe little boy, but it doesn't flow mm. the same way. It doesn't roll off the tongue. Also, he's your baby. He is my baby. He's going to be four on Thursday. Oh, happy know. birthday, mom. Thanks. But it is like one of those things. I mean, you know, you know, you're an actress and... The roles you get as like the hot young girl are very different than the... You know, it's really interesting is this next um, uh, show I'm doing, like I play the mother. Not the mother to any specific person, but like the mother archetype. I could yeah. cry just thinking about it. And it's like my type has changed. And like even like the sexy photos I take of myself, like if I'm like doing a... yeah. It's different. Photo shoot, like I don't share it as much. Like I don't see myself as like the sexy young thing. Yeah, the hot girl era. The hot girl era. And so that is what I'm now playing. I'm playing mom. I really did like brand myself in a way by launching this with the big M-O-M. Right. Um, curious. Like I'm, I'm owning that. And I'm also just reflecting to you that like, it's cool that that this that your experience is almost almost opposite and that you really what will not be defined by the experience alone. I think that for so many women, like first regardless of whether or not you want to have kids, regardless like let's take that you've now accepted your pregnant piece of it. There's still a lot to figure out, right? It's like who am I? Who am I going to be after this child? I always say like the day before you have a baby is like you don't understand it until the day you have a baby. But even then, by and the it's way, it's so like crazy. such an unfolding and like you can't really intellectualize it. For sure. It. For sure. But like I always tell people, go do anything that you wanted to do because it changes. <laughs> yeah. It's not that it's over. It's not over. I've gone to Italy with friends on like bachelorette parties. Like I've done fun things. I'll take him with me. But it's And you also just, don't. Then I also don't. I'm, I'm, I, I, I've known you for almost a year and you know, yes. you've done really fun things without your kid. 100% because I'm still Melissa. 
And I think it's really important. And Melissa changes a little bit, right? But like that also comes with age, regardless of whether or not you're a parent or whatever, you know, extensions of your life you now have. And so for me, people are always like, oh, but you're a mom. I'm like, but I'm not a mom first. That's not to say that I don't care about my child. That's not to say it's not this controversial, like he's a, a an afterthought. That's not it at all. It's like I was Melissa before. I was Melissa for many, many years. And I will be Melissa after all those years. And so I want to make sure that like I remember who I am because I can't be to him this, you know, amazing person that I want to be to him if I'm not true to myself in that way. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I, you know, see a lot of people. And I think it's interesting you're not playing a mom, but like I think I you're know. still hot girl Daniela. Oh, <laughs> it's it's a really funny experience because I think that that could that I think that I know mothers who are hot. Yeah, for but the, sure. the milf the milf archetype is like a real I mean, thing, and also just, women are just exists. beautiful. I just think I posted my first bikini picture on Instagram this year, and I was like, should I do it? Yeah, you should do it. Yeah, well, yeah. I did. And it was well received. And I was kind of like, I was. it was me in my most pure sense. I was like in the sun, in the ocean, in a hot pink bikini, which if you knew me at seven, I would tell you my favorite colors were pink and black. And I was just so happy. And I was like, this is like me in a picture. Hmm. It doesn't matter that my very pasty stomach is hanging out. <laughs> I think you look great. Thanks. I, I, I'm like really realizing that... Um, you know, the society, the, the, yeah. the systems at play have really divorced uh, mother from like that sexual, sensual, yeah. hot um, person. And a lot of that is internal. A lot of it is For sure. 100%, 100%. Okay? A lot of it is fatigue. Yeah. Um, but, but like what made her a mother like right what i mean what got you there totally yeah totally no it's very interesting and i think for me at least it's funny because i think in the way that i go and have fun and like live a life and we'll go out to dinner or whatever else and i have a very supportive partner which i think is a really important part of all of this but you know i don't lead with like here are pictures of my kid like i don't think you have to be that woman to be a great mom Mm -hmm. Now, I will show you pictures of my kid because he is adorable. Mm -hmm. he is. He's a lot. Oh, you would love this. Sidebar. This morning, he literally stood. He started crying for no real reason and then stood in the mirror watching himself cry yes. with the different emotions and things. He's like going for Daniel Day-Lewis, I think. He's really a method actor. By the way, I did that as yeah. a child. I mean, yeah. Yeah. There's no question what his future is going to be. Okay. Just a heads up, guys. Melissa was an actress before. The child actress. A child, yeah, so I did. At Strasbourg and all of those things for many years. I loved that. You mentioned your very supportive partner. Yeah. And I didn't want to miss the opportunity to talk about him. Yeah. So tomorrow, can I say, I mean, not to date this, but yeah, he uh, was in a, he's wonderful. What's his name? Robert. Mm -hmm. um, but three years ago, he was in a very bad accident, which was also a very interesting kind of figuring out, getting your footing as a business person and a new mom. Because mm -hmm. um, your son was almost a year old. It was two days before his first birthday. Mm -hmm. So tomorrow. And he was, and, and Robert was always a very present father. Yes. Him having a baby, he wanted a baby more than me. Like if he could have babies, we would probably have 12. <laughs> if, <laughs> if, he it, like, if he could procreate, birth, okay. if he could yeah. birth children, he would probably have a soccer team. You know team. what? There are lots of babies who need to be adopted. So like, I mean, he loves like being a dad was the one thing he always wanted. And being a dad was like, did he switch out your birth control? <laughs> 
we've asked that question. Um, no, I don't think so. But we've he like did some they, voodoo. He on did the some side. voodoo, yeah. probably. Um, how long were you together? We were together for how many years? Oh my god, I have to do the math. Four years, four and a half years. Mm. Mm-hmm. Um, so it wasn't like crazy. There was like no, you know. Again, he's. He's very traditional, which is also funny. Oh, wow. He like wants to have a, he's a bridezilla, wants to have a big wedding. He like, does still? A hundred percent. That's like all he wants. Let's get married, have a big family. And just like, it, he always says, I could, he just wants to like, loves being a dad. Aww. Just loves being a dad. So he always wanted that. And then he got that. And then, mm. you know, I always say it's just, it's such a weird thing when somebody is in such a terrible accident. What happened? So I have to, be careful in how I say it just because of whatever. But the short version is basically he was um, – he fractured his skull. Um, and the accident was a total freak accident-ish. It was a motorcycle accident? It wasn't a motorcycle. It was a bicycle. He was on a bike? A bicycle. Mm-hmm. And I'm not going to get too into it because, you know, there are – Legalities. Legalities. Uh-huh. Um, but for somebody who was – an experienced cyclist this really was like not it was it was fucked up am i allowed to say that you're allowed <laughs> it was to say like that really again. so um yeah we were he he uh rode a bike and the bike was defective and he slammed on his head and it threw him and uh yeah he was in the hospital for two months wow he was in a coma for the better part of the first month and the icu peak covid at Bellevue and it was with a one-year-old at home with you two days before his first birthday and it's a weird thing when you like first of all I would not wish this on my worst enemy right I would not wish this on anyone to have to go through that um but it's a really weird thing when you're sitting there as a wife and mother and they're like yeah it's not good he may not come back from this and you're sitting there going like oh my god my kid is almost one year old and I'm going to be a widow and like what do you do what do you do it's it's really it's I told you I would cry if we talked about it um it's it's mind fuck it's just you don't you don't know what to do every day you're navigating like a whole other a whole other list of things right and you have this baby at home that you're trying to keep things as normal as possible for but everything changes it really does. Like and has it has changed since? Yeah. Yeah. I think it changes a lot of things. I mean, you know, people are like, oh, you know, they assume it was a motorcycle. No, it wasn't. This is was not somebody who was like into risk taking. This was like a very straight laced person oh. who had an accident. This was nothing crazy. This wasn't this wasn't riding a motorcycle into a brick wall just to see what happened. And so Like where was he going? He was on Kent Avenue. Like right by your apartment? Well, no, by Williamsburg, but yeah. But so it's just one of those things where like, you know, you're sitting there every day and you're trying to keep it as normal as home as possible because a one-year-old has no concept. Were you able to be home with so I had full your time, son? I had full-time help all day long, which we would have had any, like we had a nanny. Mm-hmm. And then I would come home and be his mom and then go back the next morning. As soon as she would get there, go straight back to the hospital. How did you hold down your business? Um, I, you know... It's really interesting how pe- people show their stripes. Um, I didn't talk about it. It was made public by the New York Post. 
So the accident. The accident. So when that was made public, a lot of people reached out. And there are people who come out of the woodwork who are just nosy and gossipy and like want to know. And you can kind of sniff those people out. And then there are people who are genuinely like, I have food coming to your house right now. Like, what else do you need? Here you are were diapers. telling me Here's about this. two people that we know. Yeah. 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 And so, you know, these are just kind of like. The, so, people, so the community really wrapped their arms around you? Yeah. There were a lot of people who did. There were a lot of people who did. And like, you want to be able to pay them back. But like. You should hope that you never have to pay anyone back in that way. That would be a lot, right? Because, um, again, I wouldn't wish this on my worst enemy. So, you know, we spent – so the first two weeks, nobody knew. My friend who was working with me at the time knew um, because, obviously, we had to, like, figure stuff out. And, you know, it was just – it was really – like, I, I don't mean to be cryptic or vague, but it was like we had a client – who we sent a note saying, hi, Melissa's unexpectedly out of the office for the next week plus to do uh, a family emergency. And I had a client who did not care and sent me multiple notes being like, I need to talk to you today. And you're like, oh my God, I have to keep my business alive, but also I have to keep my person alive. And so I called her from the ER, from the, IC or from the ICU, where you could hear the, dee, 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 the machines in the background. And I was like, what is the problem that couldn't wait? And it was something so insignificant. And then somebody sent her the article and she just put her tail between her legs and was like, I had no idea. And I was like, well, there's nothing for you to have known. It was just, you know, maybe in the future show a little bit more compassion towards people when they send a note like that. But like, maybe it isn't that urgent. Mm. So, but it, lesson learned. Right. <laughs> lesson learned. Like maybe people do need to do stuff. But, you know, it's interesting. Like you try to raise a child. Um, and make sure you try to protect them, right? Mm. And like doing that with a little baby, a little one-year-old who doesn't know anything that's going on and just knows he hasn't seen his dad. Did did could you tell that he had? Yeah, I think he knew. He knew that something was up because he didn't see his dad. Our dog went bananas. She yeah. was like a mess. I tried sneaking her into the hospital, but wow, that was not it. Um, but yeah, he wasn't allowed to see him for two months. And think about how much a child grows from I know one year to 15 months. It's really profound. I mean, he probably, he could have started walking then or talking then. All of those things. The, the eating, you all know, the eating factor. And like, it, he just looks like a different kid. Yeah. He missed all of those things. Oh. It was so heartbreaking. It's still Especially is. because Robert is so... Yeah, obsessed. I'm obsessed. When I met him. Robert, by the way, I, I I don't know. We were talking about sharing our kids on social media, and he was just like, "Our child is so beautiful." That's <laughs> yeah, so what people like, say. Yeah, he's really cute. Yeah. He's like, no, like really. Yes, yeah, he's, he's obsessed. He's with so it. gorgeous. And I was like, "Yeah, babe." <laughs> well, the good <laughs> like, thing is, like, Auntie Daniela can take him to auditions. Yeah, I'm all prepped for it. Let's do no, it. No, but um, but yeah, they they changed so much, and to think that like that was taken away from him. These like early months was for the first you know I always say they had a really good 11 months together 363 days together that Sydney knew his father oh because it's a different person he's a different person now brain injuries are a silent injury and I'm always like careful when I talk about it because it is sensitive um but yeah you're a different person your brains are amazing but brains have matter that dies off when it gets damaged Oh and unlike, God. you know, cutting your arm and having it heal back together with a little scar, it's just different. Wow. I was talking to a writer reached out to me from the UK the other day. Her husband fell down a real freak accident, fell down a flight of stairs when they were coming home from the theater. He is in the hospital. He's been there for 
over a month. They think he'll be there for another two months. And she called and she was like, what do you do? What do they have? What happens after? What do you? And I was like, it's not like a broken arm where it heals and you do rehab and you're like, okay, they can play baseball again. This is like, you never know. Everybody's brain is so different. Everybody's body chemistry is so different. You know, they look different after a brain injury. I had read that and I was like, that was one of the weirdest things to read. You know, you're like reading as much information as you can take in to try and understand. Mm -hmm. And then the other side of you, the emotional side of you is like, what the, f what is going to happen to my life? What is going to happen to my childhood? And so there's no, it's really interesting. There's just no formula. There's no, it's not getting the flu and being better. It's literally like your life is forever changed. Even and three years later. Even three years later. Wow. And it will always be like that. There will be things that people with TBIs never get back. There are people with TBIs who... TBIs? Traumatic brain injuries. There are things people will never get back. There are, you know, there are people who will never be able to smell or taste again. There are people who will never remember certain chunks of their life. There are certain people who forget faces and have a really hard time with that for the rest of their life. So going back to like being a mom and then having to navigate that and a business, it was really challenging. And I think also, you know, staying grounded in who I was, so I didn't lose my own mind was really How did you do that? I ate a lot of spicy rigatoni. Mm -hmm. Great. <laughs> pints and pints of ice cream. Um, it was like whatever I could find comfort in, you know. Um, it's funny, like people will say a lot of prayer, but like in those moments, you don't really believe that it's like too horrible. It's too horrible to believe that somebody could have prevented it. So it's hard sometimes to find God in those moments. Our rabbi was there every Friday um, praying over him. And it was, it was funny. The priest came, you know, they have the, the different, um, Clergy. Clergy at the hospital, and they all come. Do you want me to say? And so the Catholic priest came, and he goes, uh, is he a Catholic? And I was like, well, he's sort of in between a Catholic and becoming a Jew. And he was like, well. He was, he was in the middle of converting, right? Yes. For and you or for himself? For himself. I know. <laughs> and so the Catholic priest would come every week. And like whatever they do, like lay Good the sacraments and do it. And, and I was like, yeah, we'll take what we can get. Oh, yeah. We'll like the anything. imam is here. Great. Have him do it, too. We don't care. We're wow. people of the world. <laughs> you got to just pray. But everybody's like, oh, I look to God in prayer that moment. And it was really the opposite for me. I was like, how could God let this happen? What amount of. It was really hard. It was really interesting, but it was really hard to find that relationship. Um, Have you since? Yeah, I think absolutely. Because he's healed him in, the, I, in it, many it, ways. Yeah. I mean, it's just, you know, it's it's going to be, it's it's life now. That's life. But I think, you know, obviously seeing my rabbi there every week, seeing community, which I think the mishpacha, like that whole thing is real. I think that's why, you know, I obviously am Jewish and proud. And mm -hmm. we'll talk about it. Um, but it was hard in those moments to like really feel like there was anything out in the universe. Yeah. Except for a gray cloud. Wow. It was wild. Two whole months. Two whole months. And you would be in the hospital advocating for him. Every day. When they tell you, you have to be your own advocate in medicine. Everyone be your own advocate in medicine. I cannot stress it enough. Okay, yeah. Don't listen to them. Tell me more. I mean, 
the first thing they said to me was, he's not going to make it. And I was like, okay. So that was when the whole, like, I'm going to be a widow thing goes through your head. And they're like, he might make it, but he'll be a vegetable for it. And then I'm like, oh my God, this is not really much better. And so you go through all of that. But being in the hospital every day and talking to the doctors, I always joke, I'm like a neurologist now. Um, people don't, doctors are very smart. I have a lot in my family. My uncle would kill me for saying this. Doctors are very smart. But you also have to kind of trust your intuition. You have to know the person, right? So like there were things they were asking that didn't line up with like his medical history. And I was like, can we just wait on these things and let's see how it nets out. And those were the right decisions. But, you know, when you're in that moment of like being totally freaked out, I feel like people are just like, whatever they say, let's do it. You need to cut off my arm. Great. Cut it off. Will that solve the problem? Um, so you really do have to advocate for yourself. It's something that like we're not taught when it comes to medicine and healthcare. I mean, you're very lucky because you're a ballsy bitch, you know, like but you it was the same I mean, when I had a every, baby. I know in every area of your life, you're like, we've met. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's like think about when you had your babies, when I had mine. I think every year on the anniversary, I get completely freaked out, right? This is the third anniversary and the second wasn't easy and the first wasn't easy. And the first I was in Italy on a bachelorette party. Or no, I was home. It was between the bachelorette party and the wedding. And everybody was like, oh, my God, you just got back. You've got to be in such a great mood. And I was like, every year, this will be the day that I hate, that literally the oxygen leaves my body for an entire Why? day. I think it's just so traumatic. I think it's so traumatic. And like going back to what I was saying about advocating and everything else, like think about when you had a baby and how quickly they're like, yep, you've been here for 10 minutes, time for a C-section. Like I was like, that's not what I want. And I will wait until the last possible minute and I think as women we get pushed into a lot of this stuff and it's I, like I did I just I I, I share about uh, that's probably why I do this show is because I I really hope that we can um, trust ourselves a little bit more in a way that I just didn't have access to when I first had a, a baby I yeah. just outsourced my knowing to Everyone. I felt so at the whim of um, every professional, yeah. every everyone who knew better than me. And I'm so glad that that wasn't the case for you in this situation. In this situation, and even when I had my son, we were sitting there and I was like, I don't want that. I don't want that. And so we kind of wrote it out until, you know, we didn't have to have a C-section, but God, they wanted me to have one so badly. They're like, well, let's just do it. I won't be here past a certain hour and then you'll just have to wait the night. And I was like, great, I'll wait the night. I live here now. Thank you, NYU. Um, wow. And so with him, like, really, boss bitch, <laughs> I was like, yeah, I'm not, you know, there's something to be said for doing stuff on your own terms, whether or not people like it. Everybody says you don't have to be for everyone. I think that is really the truth. I was thinking about that. Uh, when I was in California last week and I was telling this story and I could see one of the men was like kind of uncomfortable in the way I was telling the story. And I was, I've been thinking about it a lot actually. I'm like, oh man, did I like ruin it? Whatever. And I was like, you know what? I don't need to be for him because if he's not into the way I'm telling the story, then like it's probably better that we just stay arm's distance. Mm -hmm. Um Good on you. Right? But yeah, it's hard. It's hard to be an advocate for yourself. You have to be an advocate for yourself, for your kids, for your partners, for everybody. It's scary to not know things, but it's also 
Now, look, if your arm was falling off and they were like, we need to do something. Like I just see you're this just dangling. dangling arm. Right. And I'm like, it's OK. Let's just wait and see if it heals on its own. Like at that point, probably not. But like I think for a lot of things in general, like it's always good to take a minute to really think about it and to advocate for yourself and say, do I want this? Because like especially with medicine, these are life changing decisions. So advocating for yourself, that's one thing that you're proud yeah. of yourself for. Yeah. Are there other things that you can look to that either can help someone else listening in who is going through a really challenging, tra- tragic yeah. uh, time I mean, it happens in, in their life and parenting? It happens to more par- people than we realize. What? Um, just like really hard things. Yeah. I mean, I always say, I, there are two things I always say to myself. Uh, one of them came from that roommate who told me the Robert Evans quote. It's wake up and make good decisions or make good decisions today. And we always used to say that to each other. And his decisions usually resulted in making out with one of my friends. I mean, <laughs> I think it was good for all of them. At take the, time, the opportunity right? when you got it. Um, and then, yeah, it's like I can do hard things. I don't like doing hard things. I would love a life where it was just a lot easier I think we would all love that. But like, we can do those things. Um, And so I think for somebody who's in a really hard situation, I think sitting with it is important. Thank God I had a meditation practice. Do you really? I didn't know that about you. I do. I'm not, you know, I wouldn't say that I'm on my game as much as I used to be, but it comes in and out. But I think being able to sit quietly. And for me, meditation is not just sitting with a mantra. Sometimes I'll just color for an hour or two um and it really helps my brain just kind of zone out i love to hear this yeah i love coloring and painting and like anything like that where i use my hands is kind of my really? like mindfulness practice yeah wow it's also fun when you have kids and then you could just color for hours and you're like this is the activity um but like figuring out what that thing is some people knit some people cook doing that makes going through the hard things a lot better because it kind of like brings you back mm-hmm. um it doesn't mean that things will get easier. It doesn't mean that things will get lighter immediately. Like that's just, I wish it was that way. It's not. What I said to this woman last week was like, I don't know what your husband's path is going to be. And I'm so sorry you're going through this, but whatever you can do for yourself, do it because every day is going to be different. I, I want to I wanna go there. Okay. What do you want to know? Well, how is doing things for yourself This is my whole, I'm not a mom first. I'm Melissa first. Yeah. I think for a lot of moms, we're so selfless. And it's not just for the kids. It's for everything. It's like joining PTA because that's what people are doing or being like the class mom. Like, I don't want those things all the time because there are other things I want to make time for. And that's okay. More than okay. And I think a lot of moms, a lot of people forget that doing stuff for yourself is like what makes you the best version of yourself to show up. Like none of this is new. It sounds hyperbolic, but like being able to figure out what that thing is that makes you feel it could be listening to the Mom Curious podcast every day. That could make you feel like the right reset. It could be at night when I can't sleep, I count backwards. <laughs> <laughs> so in my practice is I'll literally say the smallest thing that I'm grateful for. And then it'll be the next thing out. So it could be like, I'm grateful for my pillow. Mm. I'm grateful for my bed. Mm. I'm grateful for my quiet bedroom. I'm grateful for this apartment. I'm grateful for this city that I live in. I'm mm. grateful for my team. I'm great. And it like you just kind of like go that way out. Yeah, like an onion. Yeah. And it grounds you. Mm. 
And it's not like if Robert opened his eyes and you were, oh, of I'm course, a- miserable. Yeah. Like, of course, you would be sad in that moment or you would be grateful in that moment or you would be tearful in that yeah. moment. And I would love to hear about that moment. Absolutely. But it's not like it would be payback for him for you to take this trauma and have a horrible miserable life you know i think that that's really it i think that that's like a really good point like shitty things happen that is just what life is like nobody said it was going to be easy nobody said it was going to be fun the whole time we can only hope and try to make it that way but yeah why would him waking up and seeing this person who is a shell of themselves be good for either of us that's not to say that i wasn't a shell of myself some days at the time yeah it was really hard and so this is the craziest story so when he so I always say um, brain injuries when people wake up. It's kind of like when you shut your laptop and leave all the tabs open and it takes a little bit for certain things to reboot and certain tabs to reboot. So he woke up and like he couldn't speak. He was a phasic. And, uh, you know, the doctors every day, I was like, well, he's like blowing me kisses and he's like communicating with me. He didn't have words. Wow. And so you guys love each other. Oh, that's not the best part, Daniela. Oh. So then finally... We're standing there and the doctors are like asking him. He would like give me a kiss or like be like. And so, right. So finally we're standing there with his whole neurology team. And I'm like, yeah, I think you know he knows who I am. And they go, <laughs> do you know who she is? And he goes, I have no idea who you are, but you're the most beautiful woman I've ever seen. I know. Could you die? <laughs> I know. Yeah. Wow. So that was a lot of, I was like, okay. <laughs> He's not going to know who I am, but at least he thinks I'm gorgeous. <laughs> Isn't wow. that amazing? Yeah, it was. It was wild. He also thought that my best friend Brandon was his son. <laughs> well, actually, no, he thought at first he was like a son. I don't have a son, which was hard to hear. hear. And then at one point he thought Brandon was his son. And Brandon, of course, called and was like, put me on speakerphone. And I'm like, oh, God. And he goes, hey, daddy. <laughs> Wow. But yeah, you're the most beautiful woman I've ever seen. Like even the the whole neurology the team, right? The, the neurology team was just like It's wow. Yeah. That yeah. really is romantic, dude. It was crazy. And that's also why like I was there fighting for him every single day cuz you love him. Yeah. Some days I don't. <laughs> but I think that's all relationships. But yeah, he was my person. I had to and it was like, it wasn't even a sink or swim option. It was like, he has to come out of this. He has to be a dad. He has to be my partner. Like, it didn't matter. So, yeah. It's still, you know, these things, they change, but they don't ever go away. It becomes an uphill battle. And then hopefully it becomes a plateau and then you're in a good place. And you're like, okay, things are different. Could be any number of things, right? Things are different, but... They're still good, but that always, that moment was just like, it was insane. It was incredible. And my mother has told that story to anybody who will listen because it's it's a great story. Um, Have you gotten closer throughout this process or is it just hard? I think it's just different. I think like our, you know, I think relationships are hard in general. And I think that I mean, long term, long term relationships are totally hard. Oh, yeah. And people change. You know, how many friends, you know, who got married when they were 22 and divorced when they were 32 because they became completely different people than who their partners married. 
And so for us, I think it's just been, you know, it's just still like a, it's like a third, I always say like, it's a third person in the relationship, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. My friend was like, I have a great idea. You should do a podcast. You, me, and TBI makes three. And it's like, it's true. Really? There's another person in that relationship. It's not Robert has another personality. It's just there's this this now thing that is different that wasn't there before. Wow. Um, and I think a lot of people who deal with these traumatic things, it could be cancer, right? Your partner gets cancer. Cancer will always be in the relationship now. It doesn't matter if they're in remission. It just changes people. These things change people. And, and it changed you. Yeah. And it's harder when you don't elect for the change, right? It's not like I went out and was a blonde one week and a brunette the next. Like that we could all handle. But these, you know, things that happen in life, they they change people. And there's mm-hmm. then another person in the relationship. And you have an actual other person in the relationship. He's not one anymore. He's no, four. No, he'll be four. That's right. And yeah. he, yeah. And I, I mean, I, I've, I've said this a lot and it always makes me sad, but like, Sydney knew his dad, the version of his dad that I fell in love with. And that's not to say I'm not in love with him anymore. That's not what I'm saying. I love him very much. But that version of a person who I fell in love with, he knew him for 364 days, Mm -hmm. really, which is just crazy. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, it's. The other thing you mentioned that was helpful was community. Yeah. I mean, I think that we, again, as moms, especially, we love to take on so much stuff. We do it as business owners, too. I get like, as a business owner, I like I'm taking on other things. And I'm like, why am I doing this to myself? And it's nice to have community. And it's nice to have people who have your, yeah, it is. It's essential. We lived in villages for a reason. We lived on tribes for a reason. Like, there's a reason why people have always been like this. Animals go in packs. People need community. Yeah, we need. And what's incredible is when you have people who come out of nowhere who are just like, we want to help. That's unbelievable. It really is. I am still so grateful to so many of those people. There isn't, um, I don't think there's a way you can ever pay them back. But at the same time, like I said, like, I don't want it. I don't want something horrible to happen to you so I can get you back. I would rather your life just be wonderful. Wow. Good. Amen. Right? Amen. I know. Yeah. Dear listener, that was a blessing for you, buddy. Yeah. Amen. Um, you know, I think the practice of not having lost yourself in motherhood probably served you in this as well. Because I, when I met you, you had mentioned this about Robert, but you were still like on an adventure. It didn't keep you home. Yeah. It's just like... Yes. <laughs> it's like how, you know, there's just so many ways to to throw in the towel on the person that you've spent maybe 35, 40 years building. You mean yourself? Yeah. I'm Oof. saying that for any person. It's so beautifully said. Right? Wow. So like, why do that? Why put in all that effort and all those experiences and those beautiful things and those horrible, you know, it's like, what do they always say? Like, oh, I look back in my 20s and this is what I was doing. Yeah, those beautiful things, the hard times, the easy times, getting fired from your first job, having your heart broken. Like I put so much into all of those moments in my life leading up to another person and becoming a mother. Why am I going to just wipe the board clean and be like, and now there's a baby. 
and nothing else has ever happened to me. But besides the baby part, now there's a baby and now there's a tragedy. It sort of didn't ever stop you from investing in who you are. And I really appreciate that. And also in this in this like role of director of vibe and this business Business owner, like your legacy and the way you support brands like you, you didn't give up. You didn't throw in the towel. Yeah. I mean, I just I don't think I think if I had we wouldn't be having this conversation. That's absolutely correct. I think I would be sitting somewhere in, in a, a home, mental, in mental <laughs> institution uh, in a straight jacket reenacting One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest, mm-hmm. not as Nurse Ratchet. No, I mean, I think it's, yeah, it's hard to, like, I was thinking about this recently. In our lives, I hope that people don't experience a family member getting cancer. I hope they don't experience a sudden death. I hope they don't experience all of these things that feel really tragic. But like that is also part of just the journey and the life cycle. And so when you know that that's going to be part of it, it's kind of like how do you react and deal with it? And I think a lot of us can feel really broken. And there it is not me saying that there were never parts where I felt broken or said like, how am I going to do this tomorrow? But I also knew like I had to wake up for my business. I had to wake up for my child. I had to like wake up for, for your all, love. Yeah. For yourself. For, yeah. For all of these things. So I couldn't really completely lose myself in the. Yeah. I cried a lot. I didn't eat. I ate haagen for literally like, which by the way, it was a gr- Haagen-Dazs. Come I mean, find it's me. It's so good. Yeah. It's so good. It will, it come will sponsor always, us. Right. Come sponsor us. Yeah. It will be the OG ever, always. But, you know, but like I couldn't. Like, was I going to soul cycle classes all the time? Probably not, no. But was I finding other ways to, like, just kind of patch the little holes and make myself feel a little more whole? A hundred percent. And it's just really easy to forget all of that. Um, but you have to, you know, I always hate the word resilience because I feel like, God, you had to experience something so horrible to be resilient. Oh, no, I don't think that's true, actually. I- I'm going to reframe that for you. Okay, please do. Because the, the nervous system needs resilience to, to create art the nervous system needs resilience to to do public speaking yeah, you know true, like true, we need true, we do true, need true. public we do we do need resilience to do to climb a mountain you know yeah, to do the true. fun things too true true like you have resilience because like you go out late at night and you wake up with your kid in the morning like your body is like resilient your nervous system <laughs> is resilient. The record, your immune system is resilient you, your personality is resilient i mean for the like, record you and i did go out and what was it seven thirty, eight o'clock and we were like up oh, time to get the uber home i mean that's yeah although you stayed out pretty late in israel i have to give it to you i did I oh home. that was such a fun night but like that's what you need you need those moments to like i mean i just like there's still nothing i love more than like going to a club and dancing and i'm not trying to be hot girl i just like want to go have fun for and you, dance for you on the inside it makes me feel so it has nothing to do with any anyone perceiving no. you in any way but on the inside it feels good to dance it does in a hot sweaty dark totally room with loud music yeah and gross drinks and you're just like yeah yeah I mean, I've been going to a lot of concerts recently. Like, I'm so happy that this world has now opened up again and we can do stuff. I think that was hard for a lot of people. But it's like I forgot how much fun concerts are. Then I forgot how loud they were. And I just ordered, like, sound-reducing earphones. I was like, I just can't do this all the time. But, yeah, it's like going to concerts. Like I said, like, if you're, for me, coloring, I know this sounds so ridiculous, I could, I'll sit at dinner and just start coloring and Robert will be like having a conversation with me and I'm like, what, huh? And I'm like in it drawing like all the Paw Patrols for Sydney. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah. All You're of this it. creative? I love it. Wow. It's like, that's, but that is like my brain reset. It like is it. the best. Going and seeing live music, all of those things. That's like so much of, it's just, 
it just, it fills, and it doesn't even fill my cup. It's just who I am and what I need to like. So I guess you're right. The fun thing is you come from resilience too, or with resilience. Yeah, I mean, you, you do you do actually need resilience to do yeah. the fun things. Yeah. Um, I, think so I hope that I hope the listener really hears this that having fun is important. That being that that being the the boss bitch in whatever way yeah. you you are. Well, I think it's also the boss of your life. Yeah, I think is important, also, and it helps navigate helps us navigate the tough stuff too. Well, and I think there's also this like one piece of it that's like being optimistic. And I know that seems like so like, I don't want to be optimistic, but like you just no, kind of No, I want to. I do too. Uh, I always want to believe that there's a bright side even in my like downest moments where I'm like, I think that goes back to everything I was saying, advocating, building a business, all of those things. Like you just kind of have to, I lost that for a little bit. And then as soon as I got it back, I remembered, I was like, oh yeah, that's what it is. It's essential. It's essential. Maybe that's resilience, Daniela. Maybe. You figured it all out. This I'm, is my moment. I'm so happy we could reframe in, I know. in real time. Well, now that my therapy session is done. Yeah, yeah. So where do we find you to follow along on this journey? Oh, my God, on this journey. It's still kind of fun. Um, on my Instagram, obviously, Melissa Rosenfield. And you can always see what our company is doing at IFP Communications. And, yeah, I mean... This vibe baby posts occasionally too, so you can see my gorgeous son. And your partner. Yeah. And Robert. My gorgeous son who stands in the mirror and works on his crying faces. Like me. So maybe he'll just, he'll, maybe he's going to be sitting in this seat. In he would probably years. love that. Oh, great. He'll be like, Did you know? It's his thing right now. You know, yours is the same age. You get it. Did you know? I, did you know? I, I didn't know. I didn't. I had I, no idea. I had no clue. That was amazing. Hey, I had no clue this would be so much fun, dear listener. Thanks for being here. I really appreciate you. I'm Daniela Rabani. You can find me at Daniela Rabani on Instagram. Melissa. Thank you. Thank you for this. I hope, I hope it's touched at least, I'm sure, one heart who's going through something tough right now. You matter, sweet friend. And yes. we're sending all of our love to you. You can do this. We can do hard things. Thank you, as always, for listening to the Mom Curious Podcast. My name is Daniela Ravani. I am your host. And I would love to continue this conversation at Daniela Rabani on Instagram. And if you'd be so kind to rate and review, share this podcast, I would be just really grateful. Catch you next time, every Tuesday on the Mom Curious Podcast. Produced by Hoff Studios. You can find them at Hoff Studios on Instagram as well. All right, have a great day.